Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 92 of Steve A.G. Uh, with my guest, the very funny uh, Todd Cooper, who is a very good friend of mine and I've known for not that long. I was, a minute ago, I was trying to think of how long I've known Todd for and uh, if you had snuck up on me and gone, how long have you known Todd Cooper? I probably would have said like 10, 15 years <laughs> But I think I've only known him like four years, four or five years, maybe. Um, but he's so funny. I love hanging out with this guy. Uh, he's a really awesome musician. Um, and I met him through... Uh, we talk about this in the podcast, so I, I, I won't get into it now. But we met at, at Largo. And I'm trying to figure out if it was through the Thrilling Adventure Hour or through... Uh, his wife Sarah Watkins show the Watkins family hour but either way I'm sure I met him at uh, Largo and um, uh, I'm bummed we only talked for just over an hour we recorded this uh, as I'm doing this intro it's Sunday July 16th we recorded this last night Saturday like 8 p.m. and I had to cut it short I had a, a set at the improv last night and I could have talked to Todd, no shit. I could have hung out with him and talked for probably two more hours. Um, he makes me laugh so much. And um, and yeah, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I wish it was longer, but an hour is good. I mean, that's standard, right? Um, you can check out Todd on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we go over his usernames. Uh, at the end of this uh, episode, but also check out his very uh, awesome podcast that he does with uh, Tony Thaxton. Uh, it's called Felice Navi Pod, <laughs> which is a, a, an amazing name. That that name is up there with probably top ten podcast names. Uh, so yeah, and check out Todd's bands. Uh, he's a singer in a band called Holy Fever. There's an album, uh, a full-length album of theirs that you can check out on iTunes. And he's got an EP coming out with another band uh, that he fronts called God Collider. And it's hardcore. Like, it's really heavy music. Um, and it's great. So check that out as well. And um, let's just get into it. I really have nothing to plug right now, I don't think. So... Uh, yeah, I, I'm doing another live podcast, I think the 17th of August, so a few weeks, and I'll be posting more about that as I get some more guests. 
as I get guests, period. I don't have anyone lined up right now. But the last one was great with Maya Rudolph and Dax Shepard. So uh, if you're in the L.A. area, come on out to the Starburns Castle in Burbank on the 17th at, uh, I believe, 8 p.m. But again, if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'll be updating that um, as the time draws closer. All right. So that's that. Let's get into this episode. So goddamn close to not screwing up. Let's get into this episode. Uh, Thanks, Todd Cooper, for uh, doing this for me. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 92 of Steve Agee. I'm on location with... (laughs) I can't have a conversation with you without acting like an asshole (laughs) it's my gift it's what i do best is make other people terrible like i can't do i do (laughs) this is my friend todd cooper hello uh very funny gentleman uh singer singer musician sure um i was thinking about this on the way actually when i was getting ready to come over here i was like because with some of my friends, I'm like, I try and remember like the first time I met them. Oh yeah. Do you remember the first time we met? I feel like because we were... I do not remember. I know it was probably Largo. I'm I'm sure of it. I mean, we were around each other probably a lot at uh, uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yep. Uh, probably Jenny's house is the first time we we actually met. Yeah, I think I knew you. You were one of those people that I would see backstage at Largo mm-hmm. a lot. And I'm sure I was properly introduced to you at some point. Yeah. But I have a problem remembering names and faces. Same. So I was always like, hey. I was like, does he work? Is he the sound guy? <laughs> For real. I I thought maybe you were a sound guy. I think when I, the first few times I saw you backstage at Largo. Or I also kind of think... At one point, I thought you were dating Fiona Apple. (laughs) I mean, it is my oeuvre. Because it was probably during a a Watkins show. Yeah. Todd is married to Sarah Watkins of uh, the Watkins Family Hour. Which is why it seems like I was dating Fiona. Because... Because she would always do those shows. Yeah, and I would try to, like, blow off Sarah in front of you. (laughs) I'd, like, put my arm around Fiona and be like, hey, Steve... Because I think I might have hated you. Because I think at the time I had a crush on Fiona. And I was like, ah, oh, this fucking asshole. Does he work here? What is this? Why is he always around? But do you remember the guy she was dating? He was an editor. What was his name? God, I don't remember. Uh, he worked on Paul uh, Thomas Anderson's movies. Oh, right. What was his name? I it was don't like re- Evan or something. It was pretty quick, too, right? Like, it was sort of short... I don't know. Relationship? But I feel like you guys have a similar look. Thank and you. Maybe that was... I don't remember. <laughs> no, I honestly don't remember what he looks like either. The, I'm do, so bad with faces and I names. I do feel like at Largo, like, be, I am there a lot. Like, I'm yeah. there. And you would have seen me at Thrilling and at Family Hour. Yes. Which means I'm now attached to Largo and not to Thrilling or Family Hour, but, like, right. to the building. Right. Like, oh, he works here. Uh, if I would so have weird. only seen you over yeah. and over at one or... One of those two, I would have associated you with those shows, but it was, I pulled curtain for the thrilling adventure hour, which also feels very much like I worked at Largo. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like something somebody who works there would do. 
But then I do remember the first time out in the alley behind Largo when you were with Sarah and that's when I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Sarah's husband. And then never again was I like, who is this? Do I like this guy? (laughs) No, but I think I also had a conversation with Flanagan, uh, for those listening, who's the proprietor, the owner of Largo, uh, about, yeah, he's like the nicest guy. Like talking about you, we were talking about you. Flanny had good things to say? Yeah, and I, I can't stand him. <laughs> Do you know this guy, Todd? He's married to Sarah? Can't stand him. Can't stand him. Uh, <laughs> I love... You do the best Flanagan. Yes. Do you think there are there a lot going around? I feel like I've never heard people do Flanagan. No. I've heard Pete Holmes do a version of Flanagan. Really? Which I don't think is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete does a, a Flanagan impression? I, I think, I think everyone just, just does just an, an Irish, Irish accent. accent. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he has a lot of specific things, but he really does. Like, what's the other one? Can't stand him. Yeah. Do you know this guy? My my impression of, of him is always that it's always he's always talking about the most famous person in the world, but he always gives you the benefit of the doubt. Like you might not you know, know this guy Bono. <laughs> Do you know this guy Brad Pitt? Like Brad Pitt, the the famous actor. Yeah, yeah he was here this last week. Constantin, and he's always looking at his phone. He's saying always it. chewing gum. Lately, Flanagan keeps. He's told me this like five fucking times. Keeps talking about Bono's body double. Do you know this? He told me. Apparently Bono, the musician, not the cook. Do you know this guy Bono? This guy Bono. Audience, do you know this guy Bono? Audience. Audience. Hey, audience. Do you guys? Listener. Uh, But apparently Bono has a guy, like when he goes to different cities, he sends this guy out. This guy looks, by the way, Exactly like Bono. Did it take Flanny a few minutes to find him on his phone to show you? No, he found him right away. Okay. I'm sure he knows where to look now. <laughs> but there's a guy who looks exactly like Bono, and I think Bono pays this guy to travel with the band and work as a decoy. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go to a, a restaurant or a bar, so all the tabloids go. Yeah. Bono's at this bar downtown, and so all the tabloid and paparazzi go to that bar and then he goes somewhere else. Unbelievable. I remember Flanny told me that that guy will come to town two to three days before you yep. two mm-hmm. so that <laughs> it goes around that Bono's in town and it wears out by yeah, the time. People are sick of him. Yeah. 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 We know he's in town. Yeah. Who cares? That's old news. But he does. I mean, for anyone listening, look him up online. I don't know what you would search. Bono double look, look alike probably. Yeah. Uh, doppelganger. I saw a picture of a guy who looked like Edge, too. I wonder if there are oh, more wow. I don't And know Larry was. and Adam are just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess we're not famous enough to have doubles. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Larry and Adam could go to a bar <laughs> and be fine. Like yeah. They could just be like, I'll have a beer. And, and then someone would be like, oh, I think that's Larry Mullen Jr. from the from the U2. I'm like, really? Yeah. That's hard to say. Yeah, I don't I can't. know. <laughs> He's not that specific of a look. They are in town this weekend. Yeah, so what? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? He's no edge. <laughs> no, it's he's no the edge. Yeah. Does Bono talk about him all the time? The no. Edge. Who cares? The, but they call why do they call him the edge? I love it. You got having a the an article in front of your nickname. And I all hope the time. I hope everyone calls him the edge. I, I, I love the edge. <laughs> uh how many for dinner tonight, the edge? <laughs> uh there are four for the edge. That works actually. That works. Yeah. <laughs> 
We'll see. My one example. This is why I failed at improv. <laughs> 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 I just got a coffee on the way over here, and I just left it in my car because it was gross. <laughs> you abandoned it. You just abandoned it. Yeah, it was a nice coffee, and it fucking tasted so gross. Where do you go? Do you want to disparage the place you went? It was a Starbucks. Oh, I've heard of that place. Fuck it. <laughs> you know this place, Starbucks? Can't stand it. I can't stand it. Flanny hates when uh, people send their managers or have managers call. He hates That's what he hates suits, the most. Yeah. He'll go, uh, you know this guy, uh, George Clooney? And you're like, yeah, George Clooney is famous. Yeah, yeah. His manager called last week. He wanted to come to a show. He wanted to see uh, John Bryan on Friday. I told him to fuck off. I told him, tell him to buy tickets. Yeah. Hey, you, you, you're on the website. Go buy tickets. <laughs> Do you think that if you're a listener to a podcast and people are doing an impression about a guy you've never heard? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> How good is it? Yeah, hey, we have nothing to judge. Yeah, that guy could be dead on. He might be doing a good job. Hey, here's my impression of Daryl. Oh, hey, I'm Daryl. Hey, I'm, I'm Daryl. Your Flanagan, though, is really good. Thanks, man. For those listening, he's nailing it. <laughs> um, shit, I was going to say something else about the edge, probably. Were you going to say something about coffee? Oh, do you think Oh, yeah, the coffee. He gets the edge on his cup? I think it's because I had a cookie, too, and the sweetness of the cookie ruined, because it was a mocha, and it just ruined the... So it's a little bit on you. Yeah. Well... You I was like, oh, a cookie and a mocha sound good. Yeah. I got to get my shit together. <laughs> wow. So. I, I want to quit eating sugar. Really? You've and done that before, it. right? Have you cut it out before? No. Never all the way? Well, when I was hired as a writer on the Jimmy Kimmel show, the first thing I did, because I was so broke at the time, the first thing I did, I did two things. One, I bought a custom-made couch for my apartment. Because I am <laughs> six foot six. Yep. So a lot of times, I, if I lay on a couch sideways, I have to have my legs bent. Or if I lay on my back, like I, my neck is right. tweaked up on the, on the yeah. arm of the couch. So I was like, I want a couch long enough that I can lay fully outstretched. <laughs> and deep, too. Like, I want to sit deep into it like a down couch. Was there any height adjustment? No. Okay. Normal height. And so I went to this place. There, it's a chain. I think just in L the L.A. or Cal Southern California called Sofa You Love. <laughs> yeah. And I went in, and they were just like, I mean, everything. They're like, "What color do you want?" <laughs> and I, it was like this brick kind of, you know, yeah. maroon color. And it was like an ultra suede. <laughs> yep. And it was down. And holy shit, it was like. Do you still have it? No, uh, I gave it away last time I moved because oh. it was too big. Um, it was like eight feet long. <laughs> It was like four feet. Deep. It was like three and a half feet deep. It was really deep, like perfect for me. But like anyone under like five ten would like look like a little kid sitting in a big person's so chair. Great, oh, but man. everyone loved it. They would oh, yeah. sit in and they'd be like, we like oh, come man. over to watch movies, and everyone would fall asleep in that couch. My friend had a couch that like did was one of those extended leg area, like where your legs are just up. It's essentially a bed with a back on it. Oh yeah, yeah, the best. Yeah, it's awesome. And when I bought it, they're like, okay, so we're gonna have this delivered to your apartment, and I go, okay, great. And they're like, is this gonna fit in your door? And I go, yeah, I think so. And they go, you have to be sure because the the delivery guys are going to come if they can't get it in they're leaving with it you know she's like i she's like i think they can break it like like 
unnail part of it and take oh it apart. And th- she's like, but you don't want to do that. I'm like, I think it'll work. So two days, no, it was more like six days later, they came with my couch and the guys, you know, walk up to my door. The couch is still in the truck and they're looking, they're like, whoo, they're like, wow. Um, and they were, I think they were Russian too. That, uh, and they're talking to each other and they're both, I could tell by their voices that they're like, this fucking guy can't stand him. <laughs> they're like, this is not going to work. And uh, so sure enough, they get it and they bring it and they can't fucking get it in the door because there's a, a wall like right inside yep. the door where you have to, to crank turn. it. Yep. And it was, I mean, the couch was maybe four inches too long. Always. But I had a balcony. Nice. And so these two, I tipped these guys like 80 bucks like <laughs> afterwards because they had to go through the alley. I was on the for, first floor, by the way, but the alley was lower. Oh, and so they go out in the alley and they lifted it up and like we got it in through the balcony. I can't think of a job I want less than delivering Moving. couch a couch delivery. Delivering couch. Delivering couch. You you when you talk about couch I deliver couch. Plural when you deliver, yeah. you just say couch. You oh, I didn't know couches. that. Yeah, yeah. It's an industry term. <laughs> You just go, yeah, I deliver couch. Uh, But I can't imagine when you move, the worst thing to bring in is a couch. Oh, my God. So you're all day doing. Yeah. You're doing the worst part of the job all the time. And imagine that woman on the phone that was like, "Uh, please know that it will fit before we come over. How many times? Her whole job is oh, calling yeah, yeah. people and then answering the phone, getting yelled at by people for the, yeah, the, the, the couch won't fit in the door. Why won't it fit? I, I, uh, it said, I said it was eight feet. It I won't felt fit. so bad for those guys. It was like a summer day, too. And they're just like this fucking idiot didn't even measure his door. I work physical labor like I work a physical job. I, I would never work a job like that. It, it just seems awful. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you ever have a shitty job like that when you were growing up? I did construction. You did? Yeah, for a few years. When I was really? like Yeah, when I was like eighteen. I was seventeen and eighteen. And everyone busted your balls because you were young, you were the guy that Oh yeah, up. I was like the gopher. I was, you know, go get nails, bring us more nails. like I was that guy. Yeah. But then I would also get the shitty job. Like one of this one summer. And by the way, remind me to get back to you. I think your original question was about quitting sugar oh but right. um <laughs> one one summer the construction crew i worked for uh was hired to build a lodge like a like a three-story lodge at a summer camp that happened to be the summer camp i went to as a kid so that was so surreal weird so we go <laughs> just all the magic is gone when you're building. Oh, yeah. The, it's just like ugh, all these kids running around screaming. Um, but it was in up in Idlewild, which is above like Palm Springs, you know, Mount San Jacinto. And so the crew would leave at like 430 every morning to drive the hour, hour and a half up the mountain. Oh, so after like. I think four or five days of doing this, my best friend, Brett and I, Brett wor- did it works as well. Um, on this crew, we managed to finagle a trailer that was up on the, the work site. Mm-hmm. And so we're just like, 
there were two cots in it. And so we just brought up our sleeping bags, you know, and we would bring up like an ice chest with drinks and stuff in it. And so we would just stay up there during the week. Those guys were, none of those guys could do that. Because they all had wives and they families, had families and, stuff. and stuff. We were just like teenagers. It was like dopes. summer camp again for us. Oh, God, that's amazing. But we got an extra like two hours of sleep because of that. Um, but oh. it was weird because we we're out in this field where they're building the lodge. And so at night, it would just be pitch black. There was no electricity in that trailer. So we had to have like an alarm clock with a battery in it and um so it's just really fucking quiet and dark and it'd get dark like 7 or 8 p.m and then we'd just be sitting in there and for like the first few days it was fun we'd talk and joke around and then like it just got to be silent of us sitting there in silence at night are you serious yeah it was really weird <laughs> wait it would get pitch black and as the sun would go down you guys would just sit there quietly Get in your pajamas or whatever it is and go to bed. Yeah, we would talk for a little while and then it was just like, oh, I, I told that story already. Uh, <laughs> you guys oh, yeah, live so, like Little House on the Prairie lives. Like after the sun goes down, go to sleep. Yeah, it was like, end. we'd be asleep by like nine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very physical labor. I remember like one week... I was the guy that was designated to do the jackhammer. Like they were trying to break up all this granite. The worst. To, lay, put, to put some pipes in. And they were just like, I'm not doing it. Make make AG do it. And so I was just like, they taught me how to use the jackhammer. And at first I was like, I was 18. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. I'm yep. going to use a jackhammer. Yep. That's like hardcore machinery. I've seen that in cartoons. Yeah. yeah. And so I did it all day in just the boiling sun I was just covered in sweat and then the dust would come up so I was like I looked like a mud person I was just covered in mud and then um, uh, that night went back to the trailer laid down and my whole body was vibrating like I still felt like I was holding on to yep. the jackhammer yeah. like I would lay there and my arms had like just this phantom vibration in them. Did you? did your hands go numb at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, like, damages your nerves and your elbows and yeah. stuff. Like, I, I did it one day. I rent, rented one for a project at my house. Yeah. Never again. <laughs> it's the worst It is job. the worst. I I did it for a week. By the end of the week, I was kind of used to it, but, like, I was like, never again. That's one of the worst things I've ever had to do. Also, this was funny. Like, two or three weeks into us building this lodge... Uh, we were up there one afternoon building. It was probably like around two or three. And these uh, these big storm clouds came over the oh, top yeah. of the mountain, like electrical storm, you know, like lightning and thunder. And they're like, we can't be out, you know, on top of this, you know, framing this thing, well, you know, while there's lightning. So we kind of took shelter underneath the first floor of the lodge, which we had finished. And so we were all just sitting around, like 15 guys, and everyone's bored. And uh, Scott, who was the foreman, he's like, he's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's um, do like um, a first aid, dr first aid drill. And so they're like, all right. And because so, there was like a big backboard, and they're like, someone, they're like, AG, you're going to be the guy that's like falling from the second floor. We need to make sure everyone can do this first aid. You're the guy who's fallen from the second floor. You've injured your back. 
what do we do? And so someone ran and got the backboard and they moved me, rolled me onto this backboard. And then they, then they strapped me in like my arms, everything leg, my forehead. I am strapped to this board to where so I cannot move. And then they pick me up and take me out into the rain and I'll go to lunch. Bastards. Yeah. They, <laughs> they initially the wool I was, over my eye. Like, initially I was like for that foreman is like, you know what? We're paying these guys or everyone's on the clock. We might as well get our money's yeah. worth. This is something we never get a chance to do. Like I was uh, initially I was like this foreman's really a good foreman. No, he's like <laughs> he knew what he was doing. They <laughs> they tied me up and this let me out in the rain for like 15 minutes. I feel like you in your life just knowing you have never been the guy to get picked on. This is the one scenario I imagine you ever getting picked on. They would pick on me a lot. But like never, like you couldn't have in high school gotten picked on much. Not really, no. No, you, no. if anything, I'm sure you were the guy doing the picking on. Yeah, when I was in military school, me and my <laughs> friend used to pick on. There were certain people that you would pick on. There was this one guy, my second year, your second year on in military school, you're what's called an old man. Like you've been there, you know how everything works. They don't, the officers don't fuck with you or worry about you. It's all about the new cadets, the first years, the yeah. plebes. And so the, you know, do a lot of people leave after a year? Like, is it a thing where you kind of, sometimes people, people go come and, in, yeah, like their senior year and then they're done. Got or, it. Okay. There's also a lot of postgraduates, like, uh, athletes, high school athletes who are trying to get into a better college. Whoa. So they, they'll, they'll do an extra year of high school really to get their grades up. But also they had a, you know, good sports program. So they get oh, to play man. another year of football or baseball <laughs> or basketball. But so there are a few people of fuck ups. Yeah. But it's mostly fuck ups. <laughs> it's like the all stars of fuck ups. So, um, yeah, your your first year you're up on the top floor that's where all the new cadets live and downstairs is all the old men. And, um, and, uh, me and my friend Murph, who I am still friends with today. It was his birthday just a couple days ago. Happy birthday, Craig Murphy. We volunteered to, we would buff the floors at night. Mm -hmm. Like everyone would go to bed and we would just have the job of like, you know, they're wax. They're like military floors. And you have the, one of those floor buffers yep. where you pour wax on the floor and then you buff it out. And so we would just do that at night and it was just really relaxing and we'd fuck around. And there, then there were certain people that you would, that you would fuck with. Um, it's Gabe Tigerman. It was. Yeah. Um, probably <laughs> asking if we want lunch. Yep. <laughs> was it to both of us? Um, oh no, I didn't get a text. No. Thanks Gabe. Um, so there was like, there was one guy. And I saw my friend Rob and I sold a pilot based on my time at military school. I heard it, it never got great. made, but there were so many stories. Like there was a kid, this is a lot like meatballs. There was a kid named Deke. His last <laughs> name was Deke. I don't remember his first. Everyone just went by their last names, but he was one of those kids that slept like a rock. And so a lot of times was he a dumb guy? Kind of. I feel like dumb guys sleep real good. They're he was like, like a right. confused guy. I don't know. I wouldn't call him dumb, but he was confused. <laughs> okay. And so one night Craig and I go into a, his room and it's like fall. It hasn't snowed yet. We're in Pennsylvania, so it snows, but it hadn't start, gotten cold enough yet. And we go, no in, joke, we go into Deke's room and we shake him awake and we're like, Deke, Deke, it's snowing outside. Um, 
Major Schooley said, you have to go shovel the walkway, shovel the snow out of the walkway. And he like, kind of, and he sits there for a second and he sits up and he's looking at us. And he kind of is like, he's obviously still like half asleep. Yeah. He gets up, goes to his window and looks out. There's no snow anywhere. Looks out at the night grounds, you know, no snow anywhere. And Murph and I are just like, ah, shit. <laughs> And then he goes and puts on his jacket <laughs> and his fucking shoes and goes outside. What? Yeah. This is also the same kid that they would pick his mattress up off the bed and move him, you know, to the stairwell. And Unbelievable. There, was, wish, there was a guy named Paisley, this Jamaican kid. I, I've, having listened to your pilot. Oh, you know about Paisley. I just he's I the, love the story. He's in the pilot that we did a reading for. for did that you pilot. have you pr- promoted it? Promoted it? What's the word? Have you promoted on there? I think so. It's worth a listen. Um, it's really good. But Paisley was this Jamaican kid. He was really gullible, and he was really shy. And we had public showers in our in the dorm, and he hated having to shower with everybody else. He was very self conscious, and so you know the the alarm would go off at like. 5.30 every morning and we'd have to get up and go running or shower or whatever and so he would set his alarm for like 5 in the morning for like half an hour or yeah for like 5 o'clock oh. in the morning and so once we found this out Murphy and I we would go into his room every once in a while throughout the year and say it was 2 o'clock in the morning we would set his clock ahead to about so it said it was 4.55. And then we would leave the room and go hide down the hall. And then his clock would say 5 a.m., but it was really, you know, like 2.30 um, in the morning. And he would get up, turn off his alarm, go downstairs and take a shower. And while he was downstairs showering, we would go back in his room and set his clock back to the <laughs> right time. And so the company commander would hear him in the shower singing and go in. It's like, you know. Two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and just be like, Paisley, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm showering, man. He's like, Paisley, it's three o'clock in the morning. He's like, No, man, it's five. And he's like, Paisley, go to bed. And he'd go back into his room and he'd look at his clock and be like, Am I losing my fucking mind? So we do all that. I love that kind of shit. Doing it like when when people sleep well, like we were talking about with the other guy. It's like there's so much shit you can do. Did I I ever tell you about when I was in college? I lived with eight dudes. I was not in a fraternity. I just lived with eight. It was so fun though. We lived with two dudes when I was in college. Oh, it was. We had a blast. We had a, a lot of fun. But this, I had a roommate who was really funny in the weird. It was just weird. Yeah, and we were like shared a room. Uh, and we used to have a class where he would have a class at like 8.30 and then come back at 10. And yeah. I would just be up really late at night and I would like, he would go back to bed. Uh-huh. And then I would have a class at like 11. So I would get up like right after he went to bed yeah. and I would go to class. Yeah. So I, uh, one morning I wake up and he had already been to class and was back. And he was laying in bed and he had a wig on. What? <laughs> He was wearing his. Uh, we we had this Bon Jovi cover band as a joke when oh I was a guy, and he was wearing his Bon Jovi ba- wig, and he was just asleep. And there's what? no bit that's funnier than someone he did it for me to see. Oh, he did. Yeah, just to make me laugh. 
he went to sleep so that like i didn't wake him up and be like you're wearing a wig ha 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 it's just like you see your buddy is you're sleeping like, wow, in a wig he's sleeping in a fucking it wig. was so funny to see though it really caught me off guard um i had i lived my first time living in an apartment was it was the second half of my freshman year uh moved out of the dorm with my friend brett who did construction with me uh-huh. and we had met this guy named steve foss and so the three of us got an apartment near campus. And I think Steve had a paint, a paintball gun, a pistol. And um, one day, I think, God, I'm having, this is so long ago. One day our, our friend, I think it was my friend Jan, came over to our apartment and he kind of saw the pistol under a chair or something. He's like, is that a gun? And like, just jokingly, we we're like, yeah, it's Steve's gun. He keeps it here for safety. And Jan was really like, I think it was Jan. I can't remember. Was like freaked out that we had a gun in the apartment. He didn't know it was a paintball gun. He thought there was a real gun in the apartment. Just floating around with Because he only dudes. saw part of it. And so I, I think my friend Brett and I wanted to do this thing where we fucked with Jan. We're like, oh, next time Jan comes over, he's like, I was like, I'm going to wear a white t-shirt. And he had like red paintball, paint pellets in the gun. I go, we'll, we'll do this fucking thing where we're fucking around with a gun and then you accidentally shoot me in the chest and we'll scare the shit out of him. <laughs> this is the dumbest idea because it doesn't sound like a gun when it goes off. It just goes, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a gun, but <laughs> so dumb. And so we did a test run and Brett like shot me in the chest oh, hurt like- with this paint pellet gun from like, five feet away and like I thought I was gonna die he I was like ah, ah. <laughs> like I wish Jan had seen that cause he would does like, your friend lose his mind laughing oh, I, I, feel I like, don't remember you, like I just remember getting shot with, I remember getting shot with it oh. it left a huge welt and bruised fuck a paintball gun man I do not want to get shot with a paintball gun those things bruise like crazy did I ever tell you the story about getting pranked in college by my roommates where uh, I um, I built this robot costume for Halloween just for fun yeah out of cardboard boxes that I spray painted silver yeah it was real dumb it was just huge (laughs) and it was just in the basement of our house because you don't throw anything away when you're in college no just throw it in the basement no and uh it was just sitting down there, and uh, so I was taking this biology class. It was one of those ones in a lecture hall, like you see in the movies, where it was like two hundred some odd people in a, yeah. in a like in a like a stadium. Oh yeah, yeah, seating, stadium seating. Yeah, you know, the only class like that I ever took. Every other one of my classes was like a high school size room. Yeah, huge classroom, biology class. Yeah, my biology was the same way. Really? Yep. So I'm sitting there in biology class, and. Uh, teachers, the professor's teaching and the door opens and my robot comes walking in and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. And then as it walks in, I can see there's a cable sticking out of the bottom of it. It was like clearly like taped in there or something. And then, uh, coming right after it was another friend of ours dressed as a professor or like a nutty professor, like a lab coat what? and a big wig. And we had a lot of wigs in college, I guess. What? And he was, the, the wire was connected to a dumb, and you remember the NES advantage? Uh-huh. He had that, like he was controlling the robot. They just walked into your room. Walked in and biology class. Uh, what happened? So I, 
all I'm thinking is, holy crap, I'm the only one in this room who knows that what this is. Everyone else is just looking at this as like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so all I'm thinking is, don't say my name. Don't say my name. Don't say my name. I don't want to get in trouble. So then uh, the joke was supposed to be, I found out later, that the robot like breaks down. So my friend just sort of like stopped and leaned forward. Uh <laughs> Uh, the goal was that, that he would look like he broke down and the nutty professor guy was supposed to say, Dr. So-and-so, your, your invention's gone haywire. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing. Which is so stupid it, for a thousand reasons. That's great. But, uh, but when he leaned over, the head fell off. <laughs> and I just saw Ruining my, the illusion. Yep, I just saw my buddy Matt in there like, go like, ooh. Like, look around. The professor <laughs> was the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Put the head back on and goes, don't lose your head there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which gets a great laugh. Yeah. Uh, they don't know what to do and then just slowly back out of the room. Amazing. They don't turn around. They both just sort of back out. The door shuts. And then for like, I think it's like five seconds, not a word is spoken. And then in one dude somewhere in the, in the room goes, what the hell? And <laughs> a minute later, a delayed the reaction. The whole room laughed and we moved on. But That's great. I was sitting next to a friend of mine and I was like, I made that robot. And she's like, what? So nuts. I made that robot. That's me. I made that. College. I had fun. I I regret going to college, but it was really mm-hmm. fun. I know. I had the same. I know I gained nothing from college. <laughs> I have a g- degree. I don't think I've seen my diploma you have since, a degree? I, since I de- graduated. Yeah. What's your degree in? Fine art. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> I went to, I was a biology major my first semester because I wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. Failed biology. Because <laughs> when they start you off in biology, this is the weird thing. They start you off. At the cellular molecular level. Right. Which is all the hardest shit to understand for kids who are right out of high school. Like let's teach them about mitochondria. And you're just like, what the fuck? And I just couldn't retain any of it. And so I went undeclared the rest of the year. And then like, um, as part of marine biology is understanding like uh, patterns that fish migrate in or like, like, like that you'd, I mean, granted, you're a marine biologist, you know some of that shit, but like, also, the cells don't really become a part of that. Like, I don't know. It's a very different, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And so then the next year, my friend Sam was just like, dude, just be an art major. I should have gone photography, but he was huh. like, just be an art major. He's like, he's like, you doodle and draw and shit. And I, he's like, I've seen your sh- stuff. He's like, be an art major. And I was like, yeah. It's so good. I Such a it. fucking waste of you know, five years. Yep. Same. <laughs> um, but it was fun. I did five years and at same, th- I have a communication degree. Yeah. For what? I went what? to this school in Riverside, California, here in Southern California called Loma Linda university, which was largely, it was the undergrad part of this school where mainly people were going because they wanted to get into medical school. Right, Loma right. Linda medical center is like one of the top medical centers in the country. And, um, so they had a good biology department, but they had this really small art department. Anyway, one, yes, it's true. Skeletons and stuff. Yeah. I think, 
I think it was my freshman or sophomore year. Um, they did this community outreach program, the school, because it's also a Christian college. So they did this thing for community outreach week where, you know, different uh, departments like the business department would go and help out this a community center or something. And then, you know, the art department went and would like paint over graffiti and like the shitty part of town, something like that. But at the beginning of the week, somebody went up on, there's a big hill behind the college. Really, it's one of the taller hills in Riverside. You can see it from all over town. Uh, this mountain, it's a hill, but they call it two-bit. All right. Because it looks like kind of a, a camel's back, like uh -huh. two humps. And uh, they went up on top of two-bit, and they wrote in, like, white, you know, whatever they draw chalk chalk outlines on football fields with. Yeah, yeah. Big, huge chalk letters, LLU CARES, for Loma Linda University CARES, for Community Outreach Week. You mean... Uh Doing graffiti like the kind you were painting. Basically, over. <laughs> they did it up on the this dirt flat part of this hill, but you could see it from all over town. It was huge, and I'm incriminating myself. I've never talked about this publicly. I don't think. Well, get but, ready for prison. But my friend, <laughs> no, I think I've passed the. Uh, you're past the statute of limitations yeah. on this. Yeah, it's been like 25 years. Do you want to look it up on Google really fast first? No, <laughs> I'll take my chances. Uh, I could use three square meals a day in prison. <laughs> so me, three hots and a cut. Me and my friend. I'm going to incriminate them. My friend Mark Chenoweth. <laughs> There's no reason to say their names. And my roommate at the time, Morgan. And I think there was one other person. The, the four of us. We couldn't. We didn't have access to like chalk or, or lime or whatever that stuff was. So we. I don't even know where we got this. I think we went down to the like the laundry center of the dorm and like stole tons and tons of white bed sheets. And so we hiked up this mountain in the middle of the night. It was like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. And we spent like a couple hours spreading out these bed sheets and holding them down with rocks to make LLU cares say who cares. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning and we couldn't tell because it was dark hour like i hope this looks right next morning i go out to go to breakfast in the cafeteria and i look up and i'm like oh my god it is fucking perfect like just huge you could see it from all over town like who cares how would that how had that hill not been graffitied before that's amazing <sighs> I like to the amount of work that must have taken. That's the kind of thing where you, when you get like a thing that makes you laugh or you think is going to be awesome. Yeah. Go to any, any amount of oh work. Oh my God. I I'm 48 now. I would never take the time to fucking, that would You'd be go, exhausting. We'd go like, can you imagine if we did that? That'd be awesome. All right. Where are we headed? All right. What let's next? Do, let's do uh, something else. Yeah. And it was just bed sheets. So they had taken it down, you know, by noon well, then you, you shouldn't be worried. That's, there's no... There's That's no, true. The worst case scenario is is you, I'll slap on the rest. Yeah, and they took the bed sheets down. It's yeah, still set well, out. I guess you get in trouble for stealing those bed sheets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I... The only other thing I remember... The only other thing I remember from college... That's not true. Uh, I didn't party or anything. It was just like a... 
I was a really good kid. I was a real Christian kid in college. And uh, <laughs> by the way, Todd's wearing a shirt that says "ass suck" on it. It's one word. Ass suck on it. Yeah, it's a grindcore band. They're yeah. real good. Okay, Kristen, keep telling your story. <laughs> I didn't say I still was. Uh, so I went to uh, my friends and I uh, lived in a house together. They're all Christian dudes. Uh, my, I mean, alongside the Bon Jovi cover band, which was one of the best things we ever did. Uh, I was Bon Jovi. I know oh, you. No. I know you knew that. Um, of course. Uh, my friend streaked our dining hall, which was like classic, cool, and the best. Uh, also, the same guy who was in the robot. <laughs> Great dude. What's he doing these days? He, he do you for serious? Do you want to know? Is he a pastor? He is. Okay. Uh, he streaked our dining hall, and it was fucking phenomenal. Amazing. We. It was the greatest moment. Uh, he. Um, so it's like very collegey stuff, and then one day. Um, this is not really a prank or anything, but one day we were like, it was like early Saturday morning, which is probably like 11 because we were up really late or whatever. And my roommate walked out back and um, saw our friend from across the street who was another house of dudes. Yeah. Uh, he saw a cow walk through our backyard, a full cow. Yeah. And then our friend Derek following the cow. Just, and then he like it. just saw it and he came back in and he's like, uh, this is weird. It just saw Derek chasing a cow. This dude was like from, uh, why was he chasing? He was cow? from like, like a, I guess he was from like a backwoodsy part of Virginia and was like, he had like, he wore boots, like work boots every day. Yeah. He's a guy who carried a knife. Oh my he's God. that, he's like a hunter guy. This is his MO. But he called him big D. He looked like a truck driver. Uh huh. But Big D, it was like early enough that Big D had not like put all of his things on, like his Wranglers and belt yeah, and so yeah. forth. He was wearing like rugby shorts and flip flops, which he'd never chasing wore a out. Cow. Chasing a cow. So we had all the necessary things to be prepared. He was not. Uh, so we go out and sure enough, we see him and he's like, dude, some guys, I guess, like we're taking this cow to slaughter and it jumped out of the back of the truck in town. Whoa. And it's just running around town. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? So we all start going, like, let's see. Like, me and another guy were like, my friend Matt, naked uh, pastor, start uh, following Derek, who is following the cow. In the process, <laughs> multiple people came, of all of the three of us, came up to me specifically, like, is that your cow? Is that your cow? You're the dumbest guy here. Is that yeah, your cow? Yeah. No. I don't have a fucking cow. So we chased this cow through like backyards and of course, like I am, because I'm a seer, like I take things seriously and I get freaked out easily. I'm like in it, like, Oh, we got to stop this cow from <laughs> getting hit by a car yeah. so we can get it back to the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Like what's best case here. Yeah. Uh, my friend Matt took it as a joke the entire time. So like we'd be <laughs> running, chasing it. And I looked back and he'd like picked up, we'd walk, gone through a backyard and he picked up like some kid's toy machine gun. <laughs> Who are your freaky friends? So stupid. Like he was just like looking around like, um, but then uh, sure enough, the cops came and they, they cornered it in this backyard and shot it in the fucking head. Next to a jungle gym, like next to some Whoa. kids. Yeah. And it just dropped and started like. You saw it happen? It was the worst. Oh my God. It's like that scene in 
um, Napoleon Dynamite where all the little kids are on the bus and that old man just shoots a cow like right next to the bus and you just hear all the kids screaming. I forgot about that. It was very, very similar to that. My friend uh, Derek was like, again, knows everything about animals and was like, as a hunter, was like, you better, if you want to save that meat. I mean, you're talking thousands, thousands of dollars probably that they're going to lose. I guess. And so Derek's like, if you want to save that meat, you better cut that thing and bleed it out right now. And the farmers who were like the guys who had the cow were like trying to cut the neck and he had like a little pocket knife. It was so oh traumatic and God. crazy. Bleed it out. And then, yeah. We, so apocalypse now. Oh, it was so next level. And all the while, just in some suburban backyard. It was very strange. You know, the people wake up, don't wake up till the next morning. They're like, what? What is this just pile of dead fucking they animal dragged and blood? It, out. it was so gnarly. They, we were there for the whole thing. But of course, there's a puddle of, I mean, so much blood. I went. I, I took one year off. Maybe it took me six years of college. I took one year and I went to a different school, another Christian college, but it was up north. Why were you going to Christian colleges? This is where all my friends went. Were your friends Christians? Well, I grew up in a Christian community, like Seventh-day Adventist community. So I went to like Seventh-day Adventist oh. elementary school, high school, other than military school. And then, so all my friends, and I was I just see. like, I'll just go to the be back with my friends again. Got it. And uh, so I had some other friends that were at this college called Pacific Union College, which is in the hills above Napa Valley. All right. Near this lake called Lake Berryessa, which is where the Zodiac killer attacked those two, that couple by the lake. Yeah. And one of them got away, killed. I think the, I can't remember. One of them was killed and one got away. Uh, that's how they got their first description of the Zodiac. So it was known that, you know, we were right by where the Zodiac killer had been. And this was like 1990, Ugh. 89, 90. And it, so it still wasn't that long. It was yeah. still like 10 years ago. Which but it was pretty like, fresh when you're talking about a serial like, killer. By the way, this is 2007. 9-11 seems very recent. Yeah, that's right. That's totally. And yeah. that was 16 years ago. Unbelievable. So, yeah. The Zodiac Killer didn't seem like that long ago. Yeah. So we were always, you know, that's when I was really into rock climbing. And so we were always like hiking through the woods up there. And like, I was always hyper aware of like murderers, murder, are there murderers up here? <laughs> but that was a really dark, the Loma Linda University, that was a lot of fun and joking around. There was a lot of joking around and stuff at PUC, but it was really dark. Like there was dark really? shit going around. Like, one day we woke up and there was, I still, I think I know for sure that it was 21 dead squirrels in the parking lot. What? They'd been shot. Someone had been shooting squirrels with a shotgun too. They were riddled. And there were like, someone went up to the parking lot and they're like, dude, you got to get up to the parking lot. Went up there. There were... 21 dead squirrels all over the parking lot. The fuck? Like they'd killed these squirrels, saved the bodies, and then waited, and then strewn them all over the parking This was some serial killer shit. Whoa. And then a few weeks later, someone went out to the parking lot, and there was a dead goose, like a Canadian goose, a big-ass 
one of those black and white fucking geese dead and like spread out like spread eagle style on the hood of someone's car fuck and we're just like what the fuck is going is it going to be a human next yeah oh that's terrifying yeah that was uh there's a lot of dark like i think two people died that year while i was there yeah one guy they broke for it was either christmas or thanksgiving break and he had a motorcycle and he was supposed to ride home jeez it was right after finals or something so it might have been christmas and uh he never made it home Fuck. and i think they found him like it wasn't even right away it was like days later They've, he didn't even make it down the hill from the school like he had just oh. was going too fast and like went right off the road and broke his neck hitting a tree and fucking balls another kid got electrocuted by the pool it was fun. This is a bummer of a conversation, but it was like that Keep year was dark. dark. There was some fucked up shit that happened. Wow. And so you were like, I'm back to going back to the other school then. Well, halfway through, I was like, this place, I, I don't think I should be up here. Did you know people up there? Yeah. And so halfway through, I tried going back and I got back down to my other school and they're like, yeah, none of your credits are going to transfer the classes you're taking up there so i was like oh well then fuck it i'll just finish this year up there so i went back up and finished the it was such a weird college was so weird to me college is so college is weird unless you're going for a specific thing like if you're going to school and you're going to be like a graphic designer and you're going to graphic design school it makes sense anything else is like what are you doing why spend the money and there was also a weird because it was a christian school there was this weird thing where like you know, no premarital, premarital sex. There's like no p- public displays of affection. And I remember <clears throat> I was dating this girl who I ended up living with, you, you know, like I moved to LA with this girl. Like she, we dated for like six years. She was awesome. And, um, no sex now because of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so one weekend or one, it might even have just been a day. We went to, we drove to Lake Tahoe to go skiing or snowboarding and uh we got back and so we drove back to the school we got back too late at night and so the doors to her dorm were locked and she couldn't get in it was weird they had locks on the door you know it was weird and so she couldn't get in i could easily get into my dorm like the guy's dorm was just like walk right in so what she had nowhere to stay and so I had a Ford F-150 pickup and I had a camper shell on the back and it, and the, the bed was carpeted. So I was like, we'll just crash in the back of my truck. Like no biggie. So we're sleeping in the back of my truck, just sleeping. We have like blankets piled up and we're just out cold. Long day of snowboarding. So we were exhausted. Yeah. About one or two o'clock in the morning, there's a knock on the window of of you know the the cab on the back of my truck and it's campus security i don't even know how they thought to look in there but uh we got this dickhead was like hey, get out of the truck both of you get out of the truck and so we get out and he's like who are you and i tell him my name and he's like what dorm are you in and i tell him he's and he asks her what dorm are you in and she he's like why are you guys sleeping in here I, well, I go, we just got back from skiing and our dorms closed so he took down our names <laughs> I didn't think anything would happen. The next day, uh, 
my girlfriend got kicked out of school for sleeping with a guy in the back of his car. I did not get in trouble. I got called into the dean's office. Such bullshit. My girlfriend got kicked out of school. Kicked out. Such garbage. Like, I got called into the dean's office. Our dean was great. I get called in. He's like, so I guess you're, you know why I've called you in here. And I go, I thought I was going to get kicked out. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I have to suspend you for three days. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. He didn't think anything was wrong. He's like, yeah, I got to suspend you. I go, I don't want to say her name. He's like, I go, my girlfriend got kicked out. He's like, yeah, I got to suspend you for three days. What the fuck? I was like, all right. So this is like the middle. This is like the beginning of the week now. This is like Monday morning. He's like, and he let me choose what three days I wanted to be suspended. So, of course, what is going on? I pick Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I have a five day weekend. And I just went and slept with my girlfriend for the whole five days. You know, it was such a weird double standard. And what a stupid rule. Like, like, go get kicked out. And then you sleep with your girlfriend off campus. That's fine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so, man, that world is so weird. I never understood, like, even growing up super Christian, I never understood going to Christian school because it was like, I, I'm almost an adult. I don't want that many rules. No. Like that was, it was, my friend went to Liberty. Do you know Liberty university? Jerry Falwell's university? No way. Yeah. My friend went to Liberty in Virginia. Liberty is like the be all end all of shithead, like dumbest rules. Like you had to get haircuts and all this shit. And I'm like, what world are you living in? When as a college student, these are decisions you want somebody else to have for you. Yeah. It's like, you're still a, 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 a you're, preteen. You're bound to crash and burn in life. Like you're bound to leave that place and fucking fail your life out. Yeah. Because you're if you're used to that level of strictness, you're not going to be able to know how to make any decisions. That's why all these guys go on to, you know, cheat on their wives. Yeah. Like, yeah, they've I, never made a choice. I remember I had a friend who was a youth pastor and he went on this, like, conference or something. I forget where he went. Somewhere in the South. But it was like a, a Christian conference, like all these like people from different schools or churches and he was checking out and someone, one of the, you know, people at the desk in the hotel had said that, um, oh yeah, uh, we, we never have more people rent porno in the hotels than when there are Christian groups here. Yep. I heard that too. It's just, they go crazy. She's like, it's like, it like triples or quadruple, like the number of porn rent adult rentals go skyrocket when it's like Christian church groups. Imagine the idea of pushing down your sexuality for years and years and expecting it not to seep out. Yeah. 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 Like fucking, of course that happens. (laughs) And like priests, like these guys who like you're look, no, you're never getting married, never having sex. You just know you're going to be, and that's not going to be an awful situation. It's not going to seep out and destroy people's lives. I'm sure for some break. people it might work, but like it, there are a lot of people it's going to fucking backfire. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that even for the people that are able to make it, there's so much mental damage and yeah. emotional damage done by that. I yeah. guarantee it. 
Because you're you're shutting off a part of you like that's fucking biological. Yeah, exactly. It's it's your core. It's your test. It's your testosterone. Your hormones. Yeah. It, there's why it's why there are laws about it because it's something so tied to humanity. Yeah, like, yeah. Like sex is an important thing for pe- yeah. for humans. Like, of course, it's going to backfire when you shove it down. Like that. It's not yeah, that it should be shove it down. Yeah, Let's move it around. Yeah, <laughs> smooth it around. I said move it around, but smooth oh. it around is even better. <laughs> That's what hey, I shove got. it down and smooth it around. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> Just shove it down, smooth it around. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a couch. Couch, <laughs> custom saw, couch. I saw custom that's, couch. That's kind of a good one, custom couch. Um, but me, oh, sugar. not doing sugar. <laughs> this was a forty-five minute <laughs> side <laughs> sidetrack. And Steve it's has different. put a bottle of water on the corner of my coffee table, and every time he has to cross his legs, he's to go up and over, way over it's the bottle. Like his leg is going over the height of his head. It's amazing. Um, you look like a gymnast. I also I was I have a photo somewhere on me. For some reason, when we were talking about that ex girlfriend of mine, I'd recently found a photo. I have it on my phone. I'll show it to you after this is over. But <laughs> we were in my car. I think we were kissing or something one day this was after this might even have been after college but um we're in my no that we're still in college and we're kissing (laughs) i just for the hell of it i don't know what made me do this but i gave her a hickey on her cheek (laughs) like huge dude like a huge bruise right on my girlfriend's cheek just because i thought it would be funny (laughs) She immediately like pulls back. She's like, what are you doing? And I go, I was laughing. I was like, I just felt like giving you a hickey. And she's like on my face. And sure enough, within like minutes, she just has this huge bruise on her face. She's so pissed. And so did you not think she'd be pissed at you? No, I thought it was funny. (laughs) I was also probably 19 or 20. I don't think I know anyone who allows uh, comedy to rule their life to the degree that you do. Like, you, yeah, I, oh, oh, it's man, so, like the, you knocking things out of people's hands is the funniest shit in the world. Yeah. You know, t- I do this thing. Todd just mentioned where like <laughs> if someone will have a plate of food in their hand, I don't do it if they're dressed nice or if we're in a nice house, but if we're at a barbecue or something. I will knock it out i will just they're standing there talking i will just slap it out of their hand (laughs) nothing to me is funnier by the way i learned that from jimmy kimmel's cousin sal really yeah he does that all the time they did a thing on jimmy kimmel live when i was working there where um they they would rent they rented a house and then they would call pizza delivery guys and sal would just fuck with them and one of the things he would do like a pizza delivery would guy would come and he'd be standing there at the door with a giant box of pizza. Sal would just open the door, knock it out of his hand and close the door. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest shit. And that's why I started it's doing so it. So funny. I know this funny. photo is somewhere, but yeah. So, and going back to Kimmel, that's my first paycheck. I bought a couch and then I paid for a nutritionist. Wow. 
And for some reason, that really worked for me because I was accountable. Because once a week, I would go in and see this woman, and I didn't want to go in mm-hmm. having not not even gained weight, but like just not lost any. Mm-hmm. And so, the few months that I saw her, I think I lost I lost like forty five pounds. Holy crap! The first two weeks. I lost 18 pounds just by like just eating diet. well, just like, you knew, you know what to eat and, or, or be based on what she's telling you to eat. And I wasn't eating sugar. Uh, I'd cut out sugar, but also, and it was, it's crazy thing is it's common sense. Yeah. It, it Whenever always. you eat something, yep. unless you're an idiot, you know, you should or should not be eating this. That's when it, I crack open a Dr. Pepper. I know I shouldn't drink this. I know. People like I recently lost like forty, there are thirty some pounds I think thirty something, and people are like, "What'd you do?" And I'm like, "I didn't eat like an asshole." Yeah, you know what you're doing. You know what you're supposed to eat. It's like, there's no surprise. It's never like you look up and be like, "Oh, that's bad for you." You fucking know. And it, it. was portion sizes too. I remember. Yeah. So the first I go in and see her, and she gives me like a program to follow. She gives me a list of everything I can eat, mm-hmm. how much of it I can eat. And so uh, I was dating this girl at the time. And so we went shopping and bought all these foods. And um, I think I'm nearing that photo. of That first, like the first two weeks are awful. Oh, you go, it's terrible. Not even two weeks. So the, I wake up the first day and my girlfriend's like, so what do you want for breakfast? She's like, here's the list. Here's what you can have. And I go, oh my God, this is like some great stuff. I go, bacon. I go, um... I don't remember what else. I, eggs, maybe. I go, oh, almonds. And so she's like, all right. So I go and I shower. This is before I'm going into work at Kimmel. And uh, I come out and there's a plate that looked so empty to me. I was like, yeah. this is it. And I ate it like in two seconds. Yep. And I was like, I'm still hungry. I'm starving, yeah. And so I go to work and I, I pack my, I make a lunch to take to work. That was another big thing. That was the other big thing. You know, in a writer's room, they catered the lunches. And so every lunch, it would be like barbecue or Italian food. Not to mention in writer's rooms, you guys always have like snacks and shit. Every kitchen in a writer's room, there's like hot pockets, Twizzlers, chips, never like crudite. There's never... (laughs) Oh, wow. Look, a vegetable plat. Nothing. Nope. Uh, I'm still trying to find this photo of my girl because my girlfriend, I gave her that hickey on her cheek. And so she repaid me. She's like, I have to give you one. So we had matching cheek hickeys. And there's a photo I'm looking for right now and trying to talk at the same time. But yeah, I uh, so I'd pack a lunch, which would just be like a filet of tilapia fish, tiny with like broccoli you know, and water and all the riders would be giving me shit. They'd be eating barbecue. They're like, Uh, Steve, these ribs are incredible. And I would be so mad. But so, okay. The first day I, I, I stick to it and I was just like, I felt horrible. Yeah. Day two, I wake up and I felt like I had the flu or something. I was like, let me eat fucking five almonds and some fucking one egg. And, and, uh, (laughs) The second day I called that second day, I called my nutritionist and I go, 
uh, I think there's, I'm probably allergic to something in this diet because I feel like I'm sick. And she laughed and she's like, she goes, no, she goes, just, you got to give it, she goes, give it five days. Yep. And I go, okay. Day three, same thing. I call her, I go, I feel really sick. She goes, Steve, trust me, just stick with it. Sure enough. I wake up on the fifth day, fifth day. I wake up. I feel like fucking Superman. Yep. I felt fuck. I woke up and I was like, oh, oh my God. I feel fucking great. Yeah. And you wake up like your eyes open, like bing, like, oh my God. Time to start the day. Yeah. And then I made my lunch. I took, it was literally, it wasn't even two weeks. It was five days and I was going to work. No problem. They could eat their bullshit in front of me. Um, it took me, it takes me like, it takes me a couple weeks to get used to it. Your stomach shrinks too. So you're yeah. like, it, to be sat, satiated and satisfied, it like, oh man, it takes a while for that to happen. So you're eating what you should be eating, but you feel hungry all the time. Yeah. And you're, because of that, you're always thinking about it, which makes it worse. Yes. When you get used to it, you're not thinking about it all the time. No. But man, oh man, that, that first, I, I cut out sugar this year. And you did? so you're not doing I'm sugar at all. Kind of back on it a little bit. <laughs> not not. I just allow myself like cheats. Like if somebody like like the blackers always like, have cake or whatever, and I'll have a piece of cake or something. Right. But like I'm not as strict. But I would like I cut out like sugar. Like I wasn't having beer or anything that had yeast or, or like uh, the bready, the gluteny kind of stuff. Yeah. For that reason too, because it just was extra. But uh, I still don't eat bread as much and. Um, but yeah, I'm not as strict, but yeah, I cut out a lot of it and it, dude, I was sick for like seven days. I took so long for my body to detox it. Yeah. But that first, when it finally first gets two out, weeks, I go in and I see her and she puts me on the scale she's like, you've lost 18 and a half pounds. Unbelievable. I was blown away. I felt so fucking good. Um, uh, and I kept it going and then, um, I don't even remember how it ended, but it just, when it ended, it really ended. And I was just like, pizza. I, oh yeah. my God, this is so fucking good. It, and it started like, oh, I can cheat. One day I can have a piece yep. of pizza. And I think it was during the period after I had lost what I wanted to lose, which was like 45 pounds, uh, reintroducing shit back into my diet. That's, you can't do it. I just. I'm showing Todd a photo of me and my girlfriend with hickeys on her cheek. So good. I can't post this online because the sex girlfriend of mine is really private. She's not on any social really? networking. Yeah. So she, I don't post photos of I us. I love that she smiled that she doesn't care. She looks a little mad. <laughs> a little bit. But still. Look how long my hair is and shit. Super cool. You can grow back out. I don't think I, it takes, it takes so long now. It, it grows really slow now. Really? The older you get. Yeah. Even when I was young, it felt like growing my hair out took an eternity. But I, I mean, anyone can check, uh, my Instagram within the past, like I think a week ago, I posted an old black and white photo of me with long hair. And that's this girlfriend is the one that took that photo. She was that a photography era. major. Oh really? Yeah. That era was like, of uh was like all about long hair 90s oh my god grunge was yeah i went and saw with her on new year's eve 1991 i saw pearl jam and nirvana at the cow palace in san francisco with the chili peppers good lord chili peppers headlined 
Nirvana wow. opened the show. It was Nirvana and then um, Holy Pearl crap. Jam and then the Chili Peppers. I always wondered what it was like for Pearl Jam to play those kind of shows because Nirvana's aggressive. Oh, yeah. And live, they're like a punk band. Those were three very different bands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the punk scene was like that too, where you'd have like really poppy stuff and then really aggressive stuff. Yeah. So, but I guess that makes sense. But it's still like, so that scene is so bizarre. I can't believe the way it all broke. Yeah, gr- yeah, and it happened. And me, it was so weird because this is. I mean, I was like twenty years old, and that's like when you're just drinking in music like a sponge you're soaking oh, like you're it. so so fun. you're going to every concert you can and that's when Lollapalooza yep. started and I was able to just see bands that I never would have seen before like Jesus and Mary Chain yes and- Nine Inch Nails I saw and like you know Ice Tea and Body Count and yep. I saw Ice Cube and I saw you know Henry Rollins live oh, yeah. and I saw Primus yeah, Primus. I saw. I saw. I went to the very first uh, uh, Lollapalooza. It was in Orange County, in, in Irvine Meadows. In that Orange was County. the very first one. Well, the very first year they did it. Wow. I don't know. It was the very first one. It might have been one of the first ones. That's though. amazing. But um, is that uh, Lush? Played that. It was. I think. Temple of the Dog yeah. did a live show on that d- there, but it was uh, Nine Inch Nails, Rollins Band, um, Ice Cube, um, and then I remember going to get a drink. Got up from my seats to go get a drink, and I was walking by one of the side stages, and I saw this really fucking aggressive band on the second stage, and it was like Ice Cube or somebody was playing, or it might even been like Nine Inch Nails may have been playing, and so everyone was watching this band and there was like 30 people watching the side stage and it was uh rage against the machine oh my god they were just so young and they were just it was like they were like that guy uh that singer dude was in a band called inside out uh-huh. you know, a hardcore band yeah that are fucking phenomenal really it's i didn't even so know that so good like that band inside out is pretty undeniable still yeah, I, wa- I watched their set and I went and got a drink and then I went back and met my friend Brett and I was like, dude, I just saw the fucking most amazing band. Wow. And he was like stage diving into like 30 people and like, I go, dude, they were f- amazing. Huh. And then they started getting radio play right after that. And then was within it- another year, maybe even, yeah, maybe a year, like they were on the main stage. What year was, was Nirvana like? were they huge like did you see them on were they touring bleach at that point when you saw i think it was no i think never mind it just come out okay they were just getting ready to hit it yeah crazy fucking crazy and i remember talking to my girlfriend on the phone like she was in her dorm and i was in my dorm and we were talking on landlines yep we just talk all night we were talking and i could hear some music playing in the background in her room, in her dorm room. That sounded really cool. I'm like, what are you listening to? She goes, Oh my God, it's my room. It might've been a roommate. She goes, it's this band called Allison chains. <laughs> this is like the birth of grunge. It was so weird. Like it was all new. Just experiencing it as it and was. And I was like, fuck, that sounds great. 
I re- I re- do remember hearing all those bands for the first time. Yeah, it's not like not my favorite stuff. Like I do love like Bleach, Nirvana. Bleach is like one of my favorites. Uh, that record's great. Uh, and then there are other things that I really love. But man, I was devouring records in like ninety four, ninety three, like punk records. Yeah, I'd go to a show and you'd buy like you'd buy records from like some kid would be on tour and bring like. 100 records that he'd be selling different stuff yeah so you go like oh, all right i'll buy that seven inch and a seven inch was three dollars yeah and if it was a split seven inch it meant like one band on one side would be one band on the other yeah so you just buy 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 yeah, like yeah. and i would buy like i mean literally on, on a week a normal week i'd be buying probably like four seven inches and like two lps every yeah. week and then i would just listen 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 and then like i'd, I'd know every section of it yeah and then, but the next week I'd be, I was just devouring bands. I knew it everything was, that was oh coming out. Oh my God, out. it was so, God, I, I miss, it. I miss that about my twenties is yeah. just finding new music. I kind of wonder how you do it now. Like I kind of go, yeah. is there, is there a way to experience that? Like, I don't know. It just seemed like there was so mi- I mean, I guess there's a lot of music now. For me, it was like, that scene was so small, but like so, so much. Yeah. Because there's keep buying records there's so many bands and there was no i mean there was no internet at this time yeah it was like night i rem. in fact i remember i think i've told this story on the podcast before but i remember it was the year i went up to pacific union college my roommate tim and i tim gillespie who we were in a band later awesome man called the grazers mm. but um we were in our room and i remember one day he, him telling me about the internet and he's telling me like it hasn't really happened yet. And he's telling me, he's like, there's going to be this thing. It's called the World Wide web where you can just have access to information. And I couldn't understand. I couldn't grasp it. I was like, yep. On what? He's like your computer. I was like, well, like that word processor. like we just had word processors for typing papers out. Yep. Like you couldn't go, there was That's no all online. And I go on one of those, it plugs into the what? And he's like, it's like a phone line. And he goes, and it's all connected to other computers and larger computers. And there's just servers all over the place. And he's like, there's just information. If you want to, you won't have to go to, he was telling me, you don't have to go to the library anymore. I'm like, what? He goes, if you want to write a paper about, you know, World War II, you just type in World War II and you get all this information. I was like, that makes no sense. And he goes, and then he's telling me about what would become instant messenger. He's like, you'll be able to type and have a conversation with somebody and say, I remember him saying someone in Germany in real time, like a phone conversation, but typing. And I go, that makes no sense, dude. I remember this, this was a time when you had to pay for like, you had to pay for internet. Like it was like, AOL was like and however like, much a month. Why would I pay for that? Like, I was like, it's it. cheaper than a phone. Cause I had at one time had a girlfriend who was uh, doing missionary work in Micronesia. Yeah. And I would maybe talk to her once every couple weeks on the phone. Oh my God. For like 15, 20 minutes. And it would be like a $60 phone bill. Yep. I remember that. And he's like, those days are going to be gone. You'll be able to talk to somebody in Germany and it'll be like 10 cents. I remember that. 
And remember I was, when you first got internet, you were like, does every message, like every email cost something that you can't figure it out? I Can I tell you my favorite, one of my favorite dumb stories of me being a, a stupid idiot? Yeah. Uh, I had a girlfriend who went to a college uh, a little bit, of, like three hours away from me. That was a community college in Virginia yeah. Beach. Yeah. And the very first time, uh, the very first time that I got on the internet, uh, some of you told me about it. I knew it existed. But they had it at the library. I'm like, dude, you get an email address. That way you can email your, girl, your girlfriend. Same reasons. For, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to have phone calls on that shit. And I'm like, that's fine. That sounds good. And then I'd like the email you send is like, hey, what's up? Like, we don't know what to do. Like, how do, what, am, yeah. kind of, what am I writing in a stupid email? So while I'm in there, this is at the peak of me loving hardcore music. <laughs> and I was straight edge. So it was like really into straight edge hardcore. Like what? What band? Uh, like a, a mouthpiece and uh, strife. Uh, like you know, d- it, stuff that like you probably know Minor Threat and bands. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So Minor Threat would have been like an early one, and then like these were like later uh, bands that were like more current to the time. Right. Straight edge bands. Uh, so it was like really into the idea of that, and there's a band called uh, Chain of Strength that I really wanted. Chain of Strength, Seven Inch. So there's all these records, and some, Chain of Strength. There are these bands. They got these bands or whatever that you could you could buy the records, but they were really hard to come by. And somebody was like, "Dude, you can go online and find records and buy records online." I was like, "What?" And they're yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. And so. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like you can get anything you want. Yep. And I was like. I gotta do that Until then it was like If it wasn't in your record store You couldn't fucking get it Yeah So I was like oh, Okay I gotta do it So I get in there Symbol for straight edge Is an X Right uh-huh. And a lot of times Like straight edge Was like three X's Like just was You'd always see it on things Oh no So I Triple My X. very first Internet search Pre-Google It was must have been Something else Yeah And I'm in the library And they're like Dude you can search anything I was like awesome XXX Hardcore. Oh my god, that's amazing! My very first internet search. Eye opening. It, it pops up this thing. It was like you can't get into this, and I was like, immediately like, stupid internet is so dumb. It won't let me. Like you can't search for anything on here. Yeah. And this guy next to me, who I did not know, who was a creep, looked over and goes, "Trust me, bro. I've tried it. They won't let you get away with that in here." And it it didn't click until he said it. That was like, oh right, that's oh, also sex. Triple X. Oh right, pornography. Because it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. Internet pornography. No, I also remember. You know, everything was modems, landline. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I started finding internet pornography. There was one image that I like to masturbate to, this really hot blonde girl, and it would, I would type in the, I had the URL, and it was really long, so I had it written on a piece of paper, because I don't think I was able to bookmark at that point, or knew what bookmarks were, so I had a piece of paper hidden in like a book or something, and it was just like, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www dot. And then it was just this long, just like one, three, seven dot two, three slash. It was huge. And it would take me like just a minute to type out the URL. And then I would hit return. (laughs) And then it would take forever to download. And it was one of those things that were download from top to bottom. Super slow. So it would just start like. And it would do it line by line. Yep. So it'd be like, you'd see the top of her head, but like just a slice of her hair. And then, da, 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 then another slice. 
and then another, <laughs> and then oh, there's her eyebrows. There's a, and so it would be like fifteen fucking minutes it's like, it's before like you would get to her boobs. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta get to see these vagina. I lo- it's like a strip show. Oh my god, yeah, it's so so funny. I love. The internet was so dumb I, when I was a kid. I just remember it going, was. like, what a, what a bummer. Like, I, the idea of it, I literally thought when people were talking about internet pornography, I could not calculate seeing an, an image, an actual photograph on a screen. Yeah. Even though I had a television, which was doing the same fucking yeah. thing. I couldn't picture it. And I only could picture that it was probably like, looked like Nintendo. Yeah. Like it looked like a scene from Mike Tyson's punch out, but oh, with, yeah. but with yeah. boobs and vaginas. Yeah. That's what I thought internet porn was. <laughs> it's like anime porn. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we've been going an hour and 20. Holy crap. How long are, you, are your podcasts? I usually do an hour be- to an hour and a half. Well. And I have a show in an hour. Ugh. Uh, I hate. I don't want to do stand up anymore. AJ, you're gonna do it. You're gonna love it. No, I'll do the show tonight, but I don't. I don't want to. What this one? Do you do a lot of? Um, do you do a lot of indie shows and stuff? Indie shows. Is that what they call them? Or like I don't know. alt shows? I guess you call it in comedy world. Like, do you have you done the ones where like people have shows in their backyards with a comedian? Yeah, or? yeah. Sometimes those are good. Those seem like a lot of fun. Like that seems like, like the, I mean, the best example was the meltdown at, right. at the comic book store, which on paper sounds horrible, but it was one of the best shows in LA. It seems like, it seems like those kind of shows would be the funnest. Uh, the, I don't know. Like the ones in comedy clubs yeah. where people aren't necessarily like, it's people who are like, I'm going to go see comedy versus people who are like fans of specific That's types tonight. of comedy. tonight. It's at the improv. And you just never know because it's like just people are going, let's go out to a comedy club tonight. Yep. So they don't know and they're like from anybody. They got to buy drinks and a meal and or <sighs> whatever. Yeah. I'm excited. Kathy Ladman is doing this show tonight. And I think she's a funny lady. Do you? So you go in and are you opening or middling or what? I'm doing. I'm going up like second or third i asked to go up on the early side nice yeah we i we did a show this year for my podcast i do a podcast called felice navi pod i know what a what a sweet little plug i got i did it once i know you should come back i would love to do it again you came you were the first guest that we uh had two of us on tony did the podcast for a long time by himself it was you and me i remember and I was like, he's like, will you come when I interview Steve so that it's, because I don't know him. And I was like, sure. So oh this God. is the first time. Yeah. So now it's the two of us. And he was here. dog sitting that really amazing little French bulldog. That he still has. He's with that girl. Oh, he's that dating he the like, girl. He's engaged to her. I remember he had like a crush on her yeah, at that point. That's right. God, it paid off. It paid off. Man. So crazy. He lived next door to her. Uh, yeah. But he, um. Uh, uh, what was he saying, by the way? Uh, oh, you we, did the we podcast did, with him. We had a show. We did a Christmas show that was like uh, we had comedians, and everyone was like, "Can I get in early? Do it early?" Oh yeah, and I, for, I didn't know that that was the thing. Bands always want to play late, later. Yeah, no, it's comedians just want to do, especially locally. I mean, yeah. if you go, if you're on the road and you're doing. It's right. just understood. You're headlining. You're going last. Right. That's what they're paying you for. You're making money when you're on the road. Yeah. But here in town, I'm going to go to the improv and make $13. To do five minutes or to 10 To do minutes. like 12 minutes. Yep. I'll make $13 and it's like, 
Well, I just want to do that and go home. Yeah. It's such, it's so much effort for, for 12 minutes too. Yeah. Like you're, you gotta drive all the way across town. You get, get in. And I think park. I'm going to sing a song with him tonight too. You are? He does. It's a show, but it's, a, there's also musical elements. So he's like, he oh. does the comedians. It's kind of like my show. The comedians will do a set and then they'll do a song. And so I think oh. I'm doing a duet with him of, uh, from Greece. Like that what? first song that, uh, have you been practicing? No, no, we're just going up doing it cold. He's got he'll have lyrics printed out for me, but that's it's, awesome. Oh boy, that's really funny. Should we end this? Sure, should we shoot this dog? <laughs> put it down for good. Should we put this podcast down? Sure. Um, you have anything you want to play? You have a band now. You've been yeah, recording. Right. What's your band called? The I'm in a band? band called uh, I'm in a band called God Collider. It's a brand new band. I love that name. It's a good name. It's hardcore, right? Hardcore band. It's a uh, super aggressive hardcore. That's why my voice is kind You've of got scratchy. a good hardcore voice. Thank you. What was the what was your band called with Sam? I was in a band called Holy Fever. Holy Fever, and that record's really good. You have a record on iTunes. I have that record. It's great. I really love that album. We're Very talking, catchy songs too. I kind of want to play shows again. I, it's so fun. They, that that record's like real poppy in ways. It's yeah. it's really fun. I love that record. Anyone go to iTunes and uh, check it out. It's really good. I'm really Holy proud Fever, of that yeah. album. There's it's the the there are two records before I was in the band like two short EPs, but I'm on the full length, uh, called the wreckage. Uh, it's really fun. It's and, good. And, and God, Collider. God Collider. And then, uh, just this week, actually, my wife is in a band called I'm with her. Mm-hmm. It's a trio with, uh, Evo Donovan and Sarah Jarose. And I directed or shot and directed a music video. What? That, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. So I did the video. When I say shot and directed, I just went in with a video camera. <laughs> And shot Same them. thing. Yeah. So I made a music video that's up right now. It's the song is called Little Lies and it just debuted this week and it's it's super, super good. If you're cool. into singer songwriter bluegrassy kind of stuff. Well I'll check it out. Yeah. Um you have any improv shows? <laughs> I quit improv because I'm terrible at it. That's probably why I'm quitting stand up. We're the same. You and me are the same. I no, like you're acting. not terrible. I like acting. I just, that's what I want to do. Do acting? Yeah. You're good at, at stand-up, too, but <sighs> you're also really good at improv. It's too bad you don't, I don't do improv. Do, I don't want to do stand-up. Be, yeah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> I ain't doing stand-up. So if you're at the improv tonight and you hear this podcast come out this week. <laughs> come out and right you were at the If you hear the podcast this week and you were at the improv this past Saturday night... Don't be offended. He couldn't wait to do it. I was very excited to perform for you in particular. Um, Todd, thanks for... Thanks oh, people for can me. find you on uh, the oh, yeah. Instagram, Instagram and the Twitter. I'm on... Uh, I think I'm a Todd C. Cooper on Instagram and Todd Co- at Todd Cooper on Twitter, I think. All right, well, or flip-flop them. You can just find... You can search them. I, I'm following them, so you can... Yeah. If you see that I'm also following that person, and it's the right Todd. Oh, that's, can't that's the one. I can't stand him. Oh, check out my podcast, Felice Navi Pod. Felice Navi Pod, with, yeah, uh, with Tony, Tony Thaxton. Uh, thanks, dude. Thanks for having me. And thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Yay! Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. 
Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 